0: live. Every it's, every time. it's
1: live. I'm
0: always so nervous every single time. Ah, Great. Welcome to Place Within. No, I don't. I last week I really didn't like the announcer voice, but I feel like I'm and making fun we... of myself when I'm doing it. So, so
1: Ashlyn, what what are we what are we doing right now?
0: We're recording an episode of A Place Within, where this week and every week, we try to get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it.
1: Wow, that sounds really cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have a biased opinion.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, so I need to shout out Michael Viescas. Yesterday, I did not have a voice at all. And then Michael Viescas told me he would pray for me, that I could have a voice in time to record the podcast.
0: And it worked. Prayer warrior. Thanks, Michael. What a friend. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael.
1: (laughs) Standing ovation for Michael Viescas.
0: Oh
1: Oh my gosh. Speaking, I I don't know why this went into a standing ovation for Michael Viescas, but (laughs) this dude made a website. I'm going to share it. The dude, Um, Michael Viescas? Yes. He made a website. Um, of all the adoration chapel locations and as many stakes as he can find and he just keeps adding to it and it's literally like a witch site that he created
0: just for fun Yeah, because he saw a need and wanted yeah. to meet a need
1: he saw a gap and he wanted to fill it
0: y'all another standing ovation for this man
1: everybody <sighs> say a Hail Mary for Michael <sighs> Diaz,
0: oh wow that's beautiful oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get him
1: <laughs> that sounded really scary, Ashlyn. <laughs> oh God, what a mess. Uh, anyways, how you doing, Ashlyn?
0: I'm doing decently well. This semester is off to kind of a raucous start, not in a bad way, just in like a lot of things, um, a lot of things all at once.
1: A lot of rocks all at
0: once. <laughs> a lot of rocks. Um, but yeah. It's just, it's, well, wow, the classic answer. <laughs> the classic it's. It's good. It's hard, but it's good. Mm-hmm. You get a mm-hmm. group of missionaries together, especially if they, like, know each other decently well and all, like, love each other because we just love each other. We desire to know what is, like, actually going on with people. It's a good desire. But then mm-hmm. you realize you don't really know the people that well. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really know yourself that well, and they ask you a really intentional question, and you're like, wait a minute. All of a sudden, how I entered into this conversation has changed. I'm realizing that I'm a little bit professionally insecure. I'm just a little bit personally insecure. So I'm going to say something that sounds good. All right, ready? Uh, Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Really blessed. Um, Really hard. (laughs) Really hard. Guarantee that we think about how hard it is. Sometimes more. And how busted. And so you go, it's really hard, but it's really good. And you mean it. You really mean that it's really good. Anyway, so.
1: Yeah, that's very different from when you ask teachers how they're doing. (laughs) Actually, no. I think teachers say that a lot, but there's a lot more of like just silence. (laughs) How you do it? And it's just like, um, we're getting through. I'm gonna be okay. Thank you for asking. And then you, like, walk away.
0: (laughs) Communication, you know? (laughs) Communication of feelings, even, is, like, extra, extra.
1: Extra, extra, read all about it. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, It's not just, it's, like, not a campy February thing, but something that really has, like, been food for thought and feelings for me um this past week has been in lots of different ways not just like oh yeah like I've been thinking a lot about crushes uh because I've got a crush or something like that it's not really that it's like coming <laughs> from crushes. prayer and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting to the heart of like what that is Um, it actually like the first Wait. place the what that is being like a crush because i think i'm really quick especially when i'm talking to somebody else um to assume that that is very immature a crush yeah and i think that like culturally maybe i'm wrong but like once you get into your 20s and you're like talking about a crush Mm -hmm. um even when it's like socially acceptable there is like a feeling of like we have transported back to high school yeah um and That makes sense. I think that it wouldn't be like a phenomenon that people experienced in like friendship groups or in like interpersonal relationships if it weren't somewhat true. But because of some things that I have read from our boy Pope St. John Paul II this past week, I've felt like crushes might have a little bit more legitimacy than we think. And they are not always immature but that we are immature. Um, mm-hmm. We as people, we as in me, I am immature. And so I just like wanted to pause and consider consider a crush um, a little bit more. Um, and I want you to do that with me, <laughs> please.
1: Well, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then no, we take legit. a pause. That's legit, that's legit. Um, I totally agree. Yeah, like that having a crush it's that, like, beginning, the beginning of falling in love. And it's, like, like anything else, bringing it to the Lord um, and, like, surrendering it to the Lord. Your crush. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever it is that, that that experience is, like, surrendering it to the Lord, it's always going to bear fruit. And, mm. yeah, I mean, recognizing that, like, there's a reason for every desire that we have. And when we really um, consider each and every one of them for what they are and wh- where they direct us... Um, and invite the Holy Spirit in to really purify them. Like, I think you're totally right that there is so much to be found about how that experience of a crush, that experience of like, I think I mentioned it like early on in our our podcast, um, that like sense of, of wonder and awe mm-hmm. at like the being of another person mm-hmm. and kind of be having like a hypersensitivity to that person's beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a gift. Like. Yep. That's something that, I mean, maybe like a hypersensitivity to your desire for them to be united with God, (laughs) Mm. a hypersensitivity to um, your desire for them, for their soul to like be set on fire with its ultimate purpose, which is union with God and love. And like, that's taking it pretty far, a little further than maybe what that initial experience of the crush is. But I think like, if we let it have that eternal view, like- I mean, that crush is that impetus for the, for falling in love and falling in love is what gears us towards marriage and gear and marriage is completely ordered towards our soul's fulfillment in union with Christ in heaven. So, you know, it's like every
0: great adventure has to begin somewhere, but the beginning is not just like, yeah, it's, it's itself a part of it. and I was I'm so thankful that you brought that up because that's been something as I've been considering this um, this topic, y- your words several weeks ago, several months ago at this point, that's crazy. Um, maybe not several mm-hmm. anyway um, of yeah this wonder and awe at a person. we say all the time you know like unique dignity like each person is unique and irrepeatable um, but very easily. I find that my heart is just too small to do much more than just say that. Like, I can acknowledge Mm -hmm. mentally that it is true that each person is unique and irrepeatable. But much, much less than that can my heart actually, like, contain or, like, even, like, marvel at the truth of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just too big for me to enter into beyond just acknowledging it's truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That is at the core of the church's social teaching is that humans are unique, unrepeatable and have dignity. And so this pause to like consider the beginning, actually like I think can be really good for us. And so I'm kind of sad for all the times and the ways that I still struggle um, to just write it off as super immature and the ways that I've let that like, Mm -hmm yeah that like wonder and on in in another person become immature become possessive or become yeah, smaller exactly. than they really are
1: right and that's what it is like when we turn the crush into like i think it's so easy because emotionally it can become very intense and so mm-hmm. we turn entirely inward and like okay like is this gonna be fulfilled is this gonna end in heartbreak like mm-hmm. where where's this going and like i must be really stupid for thinking that this is possible and we start projecting all of this Mm -hmm. extra stuff on it when like the most pure seed of it is that unique dignity of the other there is something that you are drawn to in the other and if we can like zero in on that and just experience that for the beauty that it is there's so much freedom there so much freedom to like love that other person without this attachment and grasping for the next step and like because then it turns entirely to like me
0: what am I going to get from you And if we can acknowledge that that person is a unique manifestation Mm. of the character of God himself, it's not that we like turn that other person into a God, Mm -hmm. um, which like our hearts are tempted to do, Mm -hmm. um, but that we can encounter the living God in another person um, is, is a mystery and something that we like get to and should dive into in this life. So I like, oof this is rich but i want to like tell <laughs> tell the story of how i got into this um because it really wasn't out of like any relationships that i currently have it mm-hmm. was um when i was preparing for to lead a bible study for the yeah gals here that i work with for this semester we decided last semester that um we wanted to do a bible study on the rosary like each mystery of yes. the rosary. So I'm like, okay. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. This is like in like yeah, looking and praying with and meditating upon special encounters with Christ and his mother. Yes. This is amazing. And so of course, I had to go to I think it was an apostolic letter written by JP2 during his papacy about yes. the rosary. The rosary. Yes, I love that thing. And I had read parts of it before, but I knew that I needed to go read it again. I, the f- time that I read it before I read it kind of like an assignment and it was very helpful, but I just kind of skimmed through mm-hmm. it like I do for academic reading. Um, yeah. and this time I wanted to really study it better. Um, but still quickly. Cause I was behind on my Bible study prep anyway. So something that I was just really impacted by as I'm reading JP two's yeah, exhortation to pray the rosary. Um, and hearing his reflection on what it meant for Mary to ponder these things in her heart, something that we reference a lot um, in Marian theology, just in apologetics about Mary and the rosary mm-hmm. um, is that Mary pondered these things in her heart. And that is the basis for that prayer. Ah, sorry, I dropped something. And so weird. I was like, yeah, considering that kind of in a new light. And I was thinking about this crush that I had in high school. Mm-hmm. where um wow he was the cutest boy I had ever seen and the <laughs> first time I ever saw him I could not breathe uh oh. <laughs> and then like basically every interaction I had with this person I just remembered you know mm-hmm. and so if a friend told me um who do you have or didn't tell me they asked me like who do you have a crush on i was like well i have a crush on this guy and let me tell you about everything he has ever said to me (laughs) Um, and i just thought wow this must be it because i don't this isn't this isn't typical i don't usually remember everything that somebody says and it and that in a pure way but in that way that like that's what it meant that mary pondered these things in her heart um it was not that she stewed over them. Mm-hmm. It's that like she was so captivated by her son that and she was so aware of her, like of truth, you know, mm-hmm. her who she was was so pure that she actually could contain a remembrance of all of the things that he ever did. Mm. Um, well, and. I thought, well, first of all, I was really thankful that I had had that crush on that boy. (laughs) Um, And I just, I don't know, caused me to consider greater depth in their relationship, uh, in just relationship in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I stew over things a lot (laughs) uh, because I want to understand them. But just to like be in wonder and awe of who a person is. Yeah. I think I'm more afraid of, really I'm good. like, <laughs> I'm like actually kind of afraid of that. Yeah. Um. I I've yeah. thought that that was just like a high school thing, not like a life thing. Right. Um. And this is kind of causing me to, I don't know, reconsider that.
1: Hmm. I think that's, that's a really good point. Exactly. That we like, we write all these things off and say like, when we're mature, everything is a decision and everything is very like. I mean, I know this isn't true. It's just kind of like a perception that we have that it all becomes this, like, more like dissociated decision-making mm-hmm. process, kind of like what you were talking about at some point in the past about, like, what does it mean to, like, have an emotional life in relationship with Christ, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just, like, that perception of emotions in Catholic formation, because we don't want to be, like, motivated entirely by our passions, Um But we do want to be in, like, have a a deep sensitivity to what our passions gear us towards that, like, is of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, pondering all of those things. I mean, like, that's something I really struggle with is, like, keeping all of those multiple truths (laughs) that sort of um, all come together to make a greater truth. Keeping Mm -hmm. all of those in my heart together, like, in Imitation of Mary, that is such a challenge.
0: When I think of a way that we do it, like, you know, just when you when you share, like, a testimony mm-hmm. with somebody and the way that we had the opportunity to do that here on the podcast, we remember those, some of those moments that we've been in awe of the person of Jesus yeah. Christ, you know, of God, that, like, we remember facets of our love story with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but cool. that quickly, like, it becomes kind of, laundry list and so I don't know like our I don't view that um, that emotional response is like equal in the relationship I'm like oh you know I remember all of these things about what God has done for me but in especially in times of spiritual dryness or desolation I don't always consider that he remembers me you know that he like he is fond for me. And I want to tell people that, but there's like poverty in my experience, just of like love that makes that very, very difficult. Um, but in another, another way that JP2 came at me this week with, um, consideration of God's love for me. So there's this, you know, our lady's love for our Lord, but also God's, God's own love, his love. Um, this, meditation on givenness that jp2 wrote that is like i don't know is a a, a favorite of mine those of you that follow our instagram at apw podcast on instagram have seen whether you knew it or not quotes (laughs) from that as a result of like recent study of that Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite parts one of my favorite parts that um i was brought back to this week and preparing for a different bible study um was uh this paragraph that i just i just want to read um it's not too long love has many facets that's what you said earlier christina love has many facets it seems that the first of these is a disinterested predilection partiality or liking god who is love bestows this form of love above all other forms upon man a loving predilection The eyes of the creator through embracing the whole created universe rest especially on man who is the object of his special liking. And the first time I read this and every person that I've ever given it to has had to look up the word predilection. I had no idea what it meant. Um, And it means like dictionary definition, a special bias or leaning. And when I thought about that, okay, in terms of relationship, especially relationship between God and man, what is that bias, that leaning? It's like, it's that God, but, Yeah, God made us because he liked us, you know, wasn't like he made us so he could suffer for us or so we could glorify him. That was super confusing for me for a while to hear that, like God made us so we could give him glory. I thought it's like, oh, he made a bunch of like slaves to make him feel good about himself. No, he made us because he liked just the idea of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's echoed in the first, very first line of the catechism. Yes. That God, who is infinitely perfect and blessed in himself, so he didn't need us, right? In a plane of sheer yes. goodness, freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. God yeah. made man out of this predilection, partiality, or liking. And those are feelings, a lot of the time, that I'm afraid of. And that then because I'm afraid, like, I suppress, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so... Yeah, I just like want to be in awe of that and remember that like, okay, in a gospel worldview, we believe. And we can say, I know that I say easily, God created man for relationship. God created you, me, everybody for relationship. But it wasn't just any relationship. It was a relationship that begins with a special liking.
1: Yes. So, where do I want to go here? Feeling like that predilection so predilection that like oh gosh I already forgot what we said it means I know like what my impression of it is but I think it's a little bit inaccurate can you say it again
0: it's like a leaning or a bias
1: okay yeah a a loving predilection yeah so exactly that that that's so like um analogous not even analogous but it's so our crushes when they're purified are manifestations of that not even when they're purified um our crushes, are manifestations of that, that we have this like bias towards liking the other and like seeing the good in the other. And, um, I think like taking that line to prayer and like noticing what having, what God having a loving predilection towards me, what God having this loving disposition, loving bias towards me means for my relationship with him is, just such a a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. in prayer, right? A beautiful thing, way that God can speak into our souls. Um, But I think, yeah, I mean, this is going back to that whole idea of like guarding our hearts and taking care of ourselves as we fall in love and everything. Um, I think there would be in like, you know, youth group talk about having a crush days. Um, Like, don't focus on your crush on that person. Don't focus on Uh their crush on you. Focus on God's loving bias towards you right Uh and that is so good and that is so like where we need to be but i mean no that's not what i mean um the like prioritizing god's disposition towards me Mm -hmm. is very important but i also have to recognize that god has that same bias towards Mm -hmm. the person i have a crush on (laughs) Mm -hmm. and therefore my experience of that bias towards that person, my experience of liking that person in a little taste of the way that God does is like something that's going to help me understand God more Mm -hmm. and is going to help me love that person better. Yeah. yeah. We get very afraid that we're going to do it wrong. And Mm -hmm. so then we don't want to like even focus on it. We just say like, ah, just focus on God loves you. God loves you. Just like, that's all you need. And it is all we need. But God desires for us to go out further And to take risks in love the way that he does to love the rest of his creation, however it is that he puts it on our heart to do so.
0: And in times of trial or just as we as we mature in ourselves, um, as we grow in virtue to have a leaner and more accurate definition of charity um, Mm -hmm. shouldn't negate loving predilection you know that like this is the beginning point it's not the final point but that it isn't ever dismissed and left by the wayside it is carried along with um from creation to the cross you know yeah um that if we know that that is a a characteristic of god's love then as we go to imitate him in people that we really like and we like have experienced that longing or the people that we don't actually experience that longing whatsoever but can acknowledge the reality that God feels that way about them. I think that, yeah, Yeah. one of the people that it's hardest to understand God's love for is me. um, But also there are plenty of people in my life that are challenging to love. And if I can ask for Jesus's heart, one that doesn't just tolerate them or isn't just willing to like die for them, um, but wanted to, wants to be with them because he has a special liking for them, desiring not to like, force that but to discover it within my heart for that other person is is awesome you know it's a way to share in his life Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um and to bear him into the world it's so Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. um so like what are some of the ways yeah i really think it's important to acknowledge um for our own benefit but also just like for the benefit of our of our christian community um okay we can't throw the baby out with the bath water right which i'm tempted to do you know like crushes themselves i mean crush is kind of an immature word and i know that for some people i don't think it has this connotation for me but i had a good conversation one time with somebody who was like oh yeah no you only have a crush when it's unrequited like so you get crushed that's what? why it's called a crush i was like you no i thought crush. it was like like, that's funny. <laughs> it was like you only have a crush if that person doesn't like you back
1: what and I was like, Okay, that's, that's not
0: how I use that word. But anyway, so th- Okay, yeah. So a loving predilection. <laughs> um
1: Okay, but like we can't say loving predilection every time we're trying to say crush. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like I understand but I that crush is That's a good sounds, definition. Like we're sad because it's the same word that twelve year olds use, but
0: like <laughs> I don't
1: know. Mm. Isn't it what we're talking about?
0: Or are we talking yeah, about but I think else? we're talking about something greater. No, it's the same it's like the real version of something that we discovered you know when lol for me like i was five yeah i know me too (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i think that there's a good basis to reconsider yeah that special liking that i know that i've experienced right okay um and not to associate it only with you know the cutest boy I'd ever seen as a fourteen-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. But are you? I want to yeah. do like what Saint Paul says when he gives his oh man like great uh, um, meditation on love in First Corinthians. He also says when. I was a child. I used to talk like a child. I used to think like a child and reason like a child. But when I became a man, I put aside childish things. And in my Mm -hmm. mind, like to have a special liking, not on purpose, not intentionally, but subconsciously, like gets pushed out as a childish thing. And it's not. Mm -mm. But what is the childish thing that's kind of attached to it in my experience, in my mind or like in a a cultural awareness of this thing what is the childish thing i think we've already kind of started to get into that but like yeah okay how do how do we have like a holy crush
1: yes well i think that the childish thing is the grasping and the Mm -hmm. inwardly focusing so like it's all about me it's all about what i'm gonna get out of it and as soon as there's like a big risk as soon as it's like i'm gonna lose more um then like i don't want to be a part of it anymore um I don't know. I'm I'm saying too much here. I think that like the childish part of it is making it all about me and what I'm going to get. Mm. What do you think?
0: I I think that does sound a lot like other like previous conversations you have had about like being, being a child or being an adult of like okay, yeah. walking into a situation to say, what can I get versus what can I give? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's true. I think, yeah, expecting mm. something in return. Yeah. Or like making it, yeah, making another person Mm. an idol. I think a way that has resonated with me in the past and just like, yeah, coming to terms with my feelings or trying to understand my desires is that another person is is an icon, you know? Like another person is an icon has like an effect of the thing that it represents. Um, And so it is different than other kinds of images and in kind of the way that we mentioned earlier like other people are unique and efficacious like images of who god is
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. they yeah like a big catholic misunderstanding is that we worship uh, statues you know or uh, or worship images or worship saints um like even just an image of a saint or this, and especially the Eastern tradition, like these beautiful images of holy people or Mm -hmm. the Lord himself are icons. And sometimes we are tempted and in Catholic culture, there can be like temptations to confuse the image for the thing. Okay. So maybe an unnecessary distinction that we are so drawn to this you unique image of who God is that we Mm -hmm. start to put our worth in how they feel about us not Mm -hmm. yeah drawn to God way complicated way of saying something that I think we're all pretty familiar with
1: yeah I mean I think that the idolatry thing is very um yeah I mean making that number one priority how does so-and-so feel about me um what was that
0: my water bottle sorry
1: Oh, I've been trying to be really quiet with my <coughs> new Belgium fat tire, Belgium white. Because <laughs> I'm a hipster. Um, <laughs> but now I wish I was less quiet. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that idolatry idea is a really important distinction of, like, how having a childish crush is different from having, like, a, a holy crush. But I do, I mean, yeah, let me think about it. Going back to, like journals where i've like admitted to god that i have a crush on somebody <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like yeah we use this kind of vague language that like makes sense in context so i'll be like yeah god i like so and so yeah i have feelings for so and so and as it's most intense like okay i've fallen in love with so and so and like yeah it's like not um that language isn't i mean falling in love is, is very obvious but the i like so and so or i have feelings for so and so no i like like them yeah i like like like, like but like not like 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 i like 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 (laughs) like but do you like like him (laughs) oh i think about all my seventh graders oh those poor little babies okay anyways um (laughs) um yeah, but that language isn't precise enough. It's not what we're talking about. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about liking somebody. I'm not talking about having feelings for somebody like we're talking about the special liking. But even that is like too dissociated. So how do we say what we want to say?
0: Something I don't say a lot. Uh-huh. But I think I need to adopt in certain mm-hmm. areas is that like the a place where as an adult and not 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 a 14-year-old anymore. I mm-hmm. still like can become actually distressed Mm -hmm. by my special liking for somebody Mm -hmm. is when I try to understand it. When I try to understand immediately what it can produce and what it's for. Yeah. So as, as a productive adult, I can't just receive and, and give gratitude for a special liking. I have to understand. I can't even understand it as good without understanding what it's for. Yeah. And I think that that is a childish thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, in a little bit less obvious than dear diary i like this boy you know it's like when i become distressed and no longer consoled by my special liking because i can't understand what it's for and back to saint paul who's like telling us still the better way is love um i'm seeking not to love but knowledge and understanding yeah and utility yeah um Which isn't even all bad. I mean, it's not to just like sit in the world and not understand it at all, but to put first things first of, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and let it direct, direct me back and console my heart for the way that it is hard for me to understand, but is true that God feels about me. And that's not selfish. That's different than like trying Mm -hmm. to use somebody else. It's like, no, I've been gifted this special liking for somebody So Mm -hmm. I can understand my relationship with the Lord better. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I can just praise him for that gift, then I don't have to worry so much about everything else. I don't have to necessarily worry about the way that I communicate it to my friends because those things are second. And they can be important, but they're less important than receptivity and gratitude.
1: Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. So I'm taking that into the practicals. So let's say that... You receive a text from me, Ashlyn, and it says, Ashlyn, I have a loving predilection for insert male name. How do I act around him? We're going to this thing tonight.
0: Ah, what I do you I could say? say give gratitude to the Lord for your special liking.
1: My loving predilection. And
0: be joyful in him.
1: Yeah, be joyful in jesus or in the boy or in both yes or neither yeah. <laughs> neither be neither. joyful in jesus
0: and <laughs> and i think yeah like to let ourselves like feel what we feel what actually yes. takes me out of that most often is fear <laughs> if yeah. i'm being completely honest yeah, i'm like actually because i'm really afraid um but yeah and kind of what branches off or where i go as a result of that fear in response to that fear is um Yeah, trying to understand and rationalize. Mm -hmm. And to say, Jesus, I have no idea what this is, but wow, thank you for the joy that I experience right now.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I think that we can both think of experiences where, like, that has kind of happened when we've, like, been around a crush and it's been, like, detached and nothing is, like, coming of it at that moment. But there's just this, like, great joy in the communication and friendship and, like, ability to see that like unique dignity and that unique Mm -hmm. goodness unique manifestation of the identity of god and the goodness of humanity and that other person
0: and i think something that i need to i need to do that is worth sharing because I think that there might be other people that experience this is that I'm really quick to put it down rather than to be mm-hmm. grateful and thank God mm-hmm. for it. I'm like, this is really dumb. Yeah, Even in this too. conversation where I'm like, wow, I like want to put something on the internet for other people to listen to it about like me validating crushes. I still have like stopped myself several times in this conversation mm-hmm. from saying this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> that song that is like cute and popular right now, um, oh. It's dumb. It's a dumb song. (laughs) I don't know. But whatever. It's like I like me better when I'm with you. Like, okay, this is not the gospel, right? There are some things about like (laughs) being drunk in New York City. Yeah, I don't think that that's virtuous. But the intro (laughs) to that song is just like kind of rocking. Drunk in Boston. It's another story. No,
1: I'm just kidding. Go on.
0: (laughs) No, like it's just kind of rocking, and it's just like, (laughs) you know, about how I feel about singing on the podcast. These days, but it's like me, 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 e, e and it's just like cute, you know? And <laughs> and like to let to me, give myself permission me, 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 me. to like be in that place. <laughs> but what I need to change, what I desire to like be purified of is like grasping for or having expectations or trying to understand, you know? Just yeah. like I get to experience a new kind of goodness and joy. In the presence of this other person and i don't have to decide what it is or what it's mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. um and i actually think that like i can like achy like a part of receiving that more purely yes. is is not pushing pause and getting in my own head about it yes and and i think that that has to happen and that is like needs to be built upon a foundation of like chastity that we're always growing in but like right the virtue of chastity Right, like it actually is supposed to free us for love, Exactly. Right? Not like shut us off from love, yeah, or make us say. close to love. Yeah, exactly. cool, cool. Tell me more about what you were about to say.
1: Oh no, that was that was it. That like chastity gears us towards loving. It doesn't uh, gear us towards protecting us from the negative aspects of not negative. It's not even negative from the um, risks of love or the pain of love by humans. You know, like yeah, it disposes us and frees us to love well.
0: So, so, yeah, I think that that's, like, maybe part of what I was missing in this thought process of, like, okay, so what do I do? You know, like, remain joyful, but also avoid lust. Yeah. So, I mean, so, like, all this grasping, <laughs> trying to understand all these things. I yeah. Say oh, that's I the word. Avoid lust. Avoid lust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, those all, yeah, actually are, like, children of lust. Yeah. Um. To, like, to use this other person. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. have a good crush if I don't. If I avoid temptations to lust.
1: Um, I might take this a little bit in a, like a, a little bit of a different route, but similar That's just a little bit of A little That's bit of good. a heavier, a little bit of a heavier
0: route. Let's go there.
1: This... Sorry to bring Matt Fratt into this again. <laughs> <laughs> um that's like an was- anti
0: shout out. <laughs> sorry to <laughs> shout you out Matt. friend thank you
1: if this was catching thank you boxes, for would have are. to play a didgeridoo but it's not <laughs> okay um but like um they're talking about the same um oh gosh i've lost it oh well it was a note in my phone but i'm just gonna try to remember it and well, he was talking about what he calls the 50 shades of stupid <laughs> And um, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um,
0: Hmm. What What does that um?
1: And the temptation, and he was talking about it with a woman, so it wasn't just him like telling women what they experience, but um, the temptation among women to eroticize like the experience of being um, uh, actually to eroticize like self idolatry, and to
0: Hmm. huh,
1: yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No. So, like, we, okay, so a temptation, first of all, to self-idolatry. Um, What she was talking about in terms of, like, that I think, like, we, sorry, this is, yeah, like I said, this is a little bit of a different route, but I think it's related. Yeah. Where, like, when we, when the lust goes as far as it can go, so this is now going in the opposite direction, it can gear us towards, like, um... Feeling like it's only good, not even it's only good. It's like it's not even about what's good. It's just about like what, what am I? What's gonna feel good to me from Mm. this? And so like the quote-unquote best feeling, in like a very like momentary kind of hedonistic way, is I am an object of adoration. Mm. Like if this crush is fully fulfilled, Mm -hmm. then I will be an object of adoration. Mm -hmm. And then when that's taken to like the nastiest level of its lust it becomes eroticized and that's like going all the way in the negative direction which isn't necessarily the most like common place to go but i do think it's important to acknowledge it that like we um yeah these things um like this is not a um i don't know that it's an experience that's unlikely or like um uncommon that like having those types of um emotions without knowing like where the good is in it and without knowing how to like you said to like sit in it and not understand it and see it as good and pure um when we just automatically say like oh all of that is for me or like there is nothing good in this so I'm just going to use it for my own like pleasure Mm. it can go in a really um it can bring us into kind of the most challenging parts of our souls to mm-hmm. um to to let the light in
0: yeah but the, i think that there's such an opportunity for freedom Mm-hmm. um and yeah recognizing that in all honesty like in all honesty yeah i do like there is a part of my heart that wants to be chosen in the way that all i right. like i have such a small view of of myself um and of God, that mm-hmm. it's really hard to believe that I already have been mm-hmm. um, and then I can use like all of these things from my past to to affirm a lie that I haven't been, you know like mm-hmm. this this way that i was i wasn't loved or all these ways that I haven't been chosen, and so I'm still grasping for this thing, mm-hmm. and i actually like yeah like i I don't actually just want to be loved not in like the good part of me you know Mm -hmm. but like my brokenness actually just like wants to be most important to somebody else yeah if like if i can admit that yeah um and let then like that's where the light comes in i'm admitting like this is in me and i like i don't want it anymore lord like you're allowed to take that away from me um yeah an image wow i just like didn't see that coming but it's something that i've been praying for a lot and not really understanding is there's like, yeah, there's lines in different places in scripture where like the saints in heaven are casting down their crowns at the feet of the lamb. Like I love that okay? image. Yes. And that like there is a part of me that really wants a crown, that yeah. works really hard for a crown. And that I want to love God in a way that I don't, which is that I want to throw my crown down at his feet mm-hmm. because I love him so much more.
1: Mhm, mhm. Makes me want to start a Christian mm. rock band called <laughs> Casting My Crowns at the foot of the Lord, which is different from the hit r- Christian rock band Casting Crowns. Um <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. absolutely yeah that like everything is for him and we really do mm-hmm. want to reserve some. we sort of say like okay I, and this is like in my heart of hearts i know that, that this is something i'm grappling with like mm-hmm. i will give you everything lord and then like and it's like on paper it's i will give you everything lord uh i will withhold nothing you don't need to give me anything back Blah 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 blah, blah. but as soon as like i'm not seeing anything come back mm. i fall into despair and mm-hmm. so there was something of, like, I wanted all of that to be true, but there was still this, like, yeah, this immaturity that we're talking about mm-hmm. that, like, said, I know that the right thing is to want to give it all to you, but I still mm-hmm. want to reserve f- some for me. Like, you have to give something back to me. <laughs> and, like, he does. He has a promise for us. Mm-hmm. Like, he promises eternity. That mm-hmm. needs to be enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it And just for us to leave space in our heart, like a lot of space, it takes a lot of space back to emptiness, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. of, um, that we, the hope of the mystery of that, that we can't fathom. And it isn't just this like, okay, like, I guess I'll get this party someday if I keep mm-hmm. like drudging through this, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, like as best we can leave that space open for hope. Yeah. Um, that like, not only that will eternity be worth it, but like, actually we pray in the our father, like your will be done as it is in heaven and we pray in the glory be you know like all glory be to the entire blessed trinity as it was in the beginning before there was ever that loving predilection you know let mm. it be like that like let, let's exist in that now like mm. yes there is eternity but also like yeah yeah there's actually communion now
1: yeah um twice in the beginning it is now and it will be like forever always
0: The like yeah I think uh, yeah what god wants for us in yeah like a, a fulfillment of of a loving predilection is like deep communion of persons that we actually can't have now we can't like get for ourselves or gain for ourselves but we can be open and receptive to
1: yeah and we can be open to like depth of relationship with those um people that that we love i mean like yeah so like practically with, like, those, you know, going to that thing where the person who you have this (coughs) loving predilection is at, like, it it means I don't need to tell myself that I'm grasping if I walk near him, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) I don't need to tell myself that, like, um, I'm stupid if I start a conversation with him. Um, Like, it just means that I, like you said, like, I can be grateful and joyful that Whoever it is at that particular time you know is um is demonstrating to me the love with which God loves each of us,
0: mm. and that's dope, yeah, it really is, yeah, and I think we can cut ourselves off from even an attraction to that like greater better thing by shutting it down just right off the bat, whether I mean I think something I can take away from this conversation just personally not even related to like love crushes even other people is that um it's important for me to take a second look at things that i write off as dumb or immature to see like why am i saying that you know what am i looking at um what what is this for Mm -hmm. and where's the gospel in it yeah so valentine's day came a week early Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) for all of you people
1: My God! Every time I say "Oh my God," I say that God is actually coming into the situation. Good to know. Yeah, I mean, obviously we try not to, but I mean, we try to bring God into the situation, so it's
0: fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks for helping me to think it out.
1: Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Do you all
0: have something to say about this?
1: yeah seriously
0: all of you eavesdroppers
1: (laughs) yeah this is my i'm gonna say yeah thanks for eavesdropping because that's what we wanted honestly so funny
0: uh but yeah if you have something to say about this we want to hear it
1: i actually really do like Like, i'm not kidding okay i feel like i'm in an echo chamber over here with ashlyn
0: listening to you
1: i'm in an echo chamber with you you and i have heart and an echo chamber and the, whole, and the together. holy
0: spirit and our ladies so
1: okay they hear
0: us if you want to see cute little things that i make to remind you to listen to our episodes um <laughs> you can follow us on instagram at apw podcast or that's a cool way for you to get a hold of us too send us yeah. some of my things that you want to hear us talk about
1: Please no do. guarantees
0: that we have anything to say but we'll what try
1: Thoughts and feelings about what we do talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> Neat. You yeah. can also, yeah, tweet at us at APWPod.
1: Mm-hmm. You can see you. me tweet about how I miss my mom at ChrisStina. That's called relatable content.
0: No. <laughs> 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 oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and see.